This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. And welcome back to another episode of Off the Break Podcast. I'm so glad to be here. We're at the end of our week again. I'm so glad to be here, too. Yeah. It wasn't I gotta as, say. <laughs> it wasn't like as bad as last week, but man, Monday and Tuesday this week were rough for me. Like, that there was a dis, pretty disappointing box office last weekend, and in some regards, Bullet Train did great, and I'm so loved it. You know, when mm-hmm. we went and saw it for the early show, so I was not surprised by its success. Um, Why did Top Gun Maverick finally drop off? Nope, nope, that's still doing great. <laughs> it made another ten million yeah. in its twelfth um, week. <laughs> no, just just Easter Sunday, just crash and burned. Yeah, just so, so bad. Well, people so were also bad. people were also way too harsh on Bullet Train. They were. Yeah. I don't know what they were expecting. Like from box office point of view and from like a critical point of view. Like I don't get it. That movie was great. Yeah. I think it'll hold up just fine because I think the word of mouth was good on it. Although I did hear from a couple locations that people came out either really loving it or really hating it. And I'm like, what could you possibly hate about that movie? (laughs) People are so judgmental now. I know. It was violent, but it wasn't that i didn't think it was that violent i didn't think it was like mortal Kombat blood cloud violent yeah it's just probably blood and swearing is why it was rated r but it was probably like pg-13 violence fun pg-13 well, let's violence. let's talk about the real bloodbath which was easter sunday yeah <laughs> Oof. Oh. we feel bad for that movie i need to see that to find out what is going on with it you can't have a movie with the holiday in the title and not release it on the holiday that's true it that's, does not work that's, that's number one or a holiday themed creature not near that holiday rabbit, I'm looking at you a mo- sony a movie with rabbits has to come out at easter easter a movie and, with reindeer has to come out at christmas and a movie with the title easter sunday should probably come out around easter and the sky is blue penguins yeah. yetis those are all winter releases yep. <laughs> easy Thanksgiving, lions are summer releases yeah Lions would be a summer movie. What would it be, what would be a fall animal? Like a squirrel? Oh, yeah, I was gonna say like a woodland critter. Yeah, yeah there we go. Any and anything that is orange and brown, anything like a, Halloween a related. Yeah, <laughs> like a fox. Yeah, bear, fox, woodland critter. Okay, so th- that anime movie, open season, perfect fall movie. Yeah. No idea if it released in the fall, but. That it would do great. Fox there. and the Hound. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only fall-related animal over, movies. Over the Hedge. Over the Hedge, yeah. <laughs> the Nut Job. Those are all fall releases. Fall releases. There we go. Agreed. Well, we got to talk about the only new release change that we have this week. Yeah, uh, we had an addition from Paramount. They announced Sonic the Hedgehog 3 to come out December 20th, 2024. Uh, they're wanting this to be a Christmas title, which I, is that I a Christmas that. animal? No, Sonic is a spring movie. I know Sonic is a spring movie, but I'm I think they're they're trying to step up. They're they're crowding around. You need an animated title at Christmas. They're crowding it out right now. They're just staking their claim. The first one way outperformed expectations in a February release. Yeah. The second one outperformed the first one in an April release. Right. And before and Open after a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Dear God, Paramount. Change your mind and open this in the spring. I just, I also wouldn't it, it really be get, shocked if this did get changed anyway. Like, this is mm-hmm. two years out. Who knows no. what's going to happen? It just, it seems so silly. When you have a tried and true program, this would be like Top Gun Maverick Part 2 mm-hmm. releasing any time other than 
Memorial Day or the 4th of July. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, if you pick any other date, you're screwing this up. Top Gun Maverick Part 2. Top Gun Mavericks. Mavericks. Oh, <laughs> plural. Coming out in March 3rd for some reason. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. The dead don't die. <laughs> <laughs> We're still on board with this Top Gun multiverse. Oh, correct. Yeah. We had this pitched a few weeks ago, <laughs> and we're still on board with it. Top, no bad decisions here. <laughs> Top Gun Bob. Yeah. <laughs> In big block letters. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only uh, noteworthy change, even though it's two years out. But uh, it was just interesting because of that December date that they put. Yeah. As far as booking strategies, um, my August still looks rough. I, I mean, having Easter Sunday underperform the way it did really hurt things. Like I kind of was hoping that would last like three, four weeks. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's not going to last more than two. It's just, it was so bad. And I really placed the blame on this. Like without having seen the movie, that's my caveat without having seen the movie, I really placed the blame on the marketing because it was PG 13. It was a comedy and it had a pretty well-known comedian headlining it. So we kind of were worried about this going into Easter Sunday that they were not marketing it well. And I think that shows because it shouldn't have just been Filipino audiences mm-hmm. there. I w- assume that this uh, film, just like his comedy transcends that concept of family. So it's not just like, it's funny because it's a Filipino family. It's funny because you probably have people in your family that act like that. And that, right. And I just think that message got lost in all of this. And it, and it's probably because they had so many releases universal did in the summer corridor that they didn't have enough time or energy in their marketing department to be able to concentrate on each film and give it its due marketing. No, we ran into this with not wanting to come off of films that were performing well yeah, and arguing about dates that were, I mean, universal and focus had 10 titles in as many weeks. No, not that many, but it, was, it, I mean, felt, it felt like, like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Since Downton Abbey, they were on a run. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> or Firestarter, maybe. It just it was like, it felt like there was one new film from Focus Universal right. every week. Mm-hmm. And they were crowding each other out. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine what the marketing department. Like, where do you put your, your spend? Obviously, you want to keep Minions going. That was a big one. Um, Black Phone Under the Table was doing really well and have found its place. Like With Jurassic World Jurassic, opened. Yeah, you want to keep that. That was your big franchise. Huge. Yeah. And and so it just didn't have any time or energy to focus to this. And this really needed it. This ne- this was a, a slightly confusing concept that you needed to like really hash out and get the word out about it. Yeah. And it's also frustrating because we've seen, you know, a comedy like The Lost City be able to perform for as long as it did. Like it was a very good movie and mm-hmm. people were engaged by the advertising to come out and see it. And I was hoping that that could, you know get us rolling back into having comedies be in theaters but easter sunday probably put a damper on having that be pushed forward well, i think lost city helped because there wasn't anything else around that time that was um march and there just wasn't anything going on mm-hmm. yeah. march into april it was really light and it was early, it was yeah. early uh and you know the summer hadn't hit we hadn't got top gun yet so it, there was space, there was breathing room for it, and they had the ability to market it, and then it just found its its convenient matinee time and just held on forever. I mean, it, it really performed well, had long legs, and 
I really saw Easter Sunday being very similar to that. Um, but it was such a crowded time for this to come out that it just, I think it just got lost in the shuffle of everything and without any interest in consideration and money spent behind the marketing on it. It's, it just really mm. underperformed for us, which is a, which was a shame. Yeah. I still think the release date was the biggest issue. Oh, for sure. I mean, not even, it didn't even matter if it was crowded at this time. If Easter Sunday was the only movie that opened in the month of August, it still would have been the wrong time. Right. <laughs> it well, still wouldn't have drawn. Right. I thought this was supposed to come out in like the spring corridor initially. Yeah. And it was like months ago when they pushed this back. So I can't really recall what it was, but um, I think it was in the springtime and I feel like it, I can't it was a little crowded, was, but maybe it could have done. I can't well. imagine this was planned anywhere originally other than late March, early April. Yeah. <laughs> Cause th- th- it's in the title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just so unfortunate. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, the reviews are not bad. We're not seeing scathing reviews about how it's there's a waste nothing, of time. Or there's not a scene in it that's just that p- the critics or anybody is picking on is like, don't go watch this film. Like, there's no pet grooming or whatever it was yeah. that, that we've but heard we, of the controversies over the last few But movies. we do know that Horny Tiffany Haddish is worth a $5 million opening on her own. Just on her own. That was, I mean, if your if your movie you think could open to 40, 45 million at Tiffany Haddish, you're, you're looking over at the edge. you're looking at fifty million opening. There right. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, I just I think as far as my strategies, it's just hold on to whatever is is getting people in the door right now, and that's uh, Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun. It's where the crawdads sing. It's Elvis to a certain extent. Those three films are just really. Co- are consistently grossing well. They've found their lane, their showtime, and they're they're holding strong in that. And and it's more parroting from us. Yeah. Limit showtimes. Limit days open. Yep. You know, really streamline it, your business. Yep. It's gonna really be pulled back and and fall off the cliff here. I mean, we're gonna have some. Beast should do better, and I expect Beast. To, with Idris Elba to do more than Easter Sunday, although I thought Easter Sunday had a more friendly rating, and I thought that was going to help more. Um, I think I think Beast will be a little bit. Everything of a bump. should do better than Easter Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> a opened, very good chance of that. Film from a top five that opened number eight, and it was yeah. a wide release. That's just so <laughs> so sad. It's crazy. Just so sad. It should never be like that. No, no, definitely not. Although I gotta say, it's real. It, I mean, at this point. Obviously, no surprise for Top Gun continuing to do well, but Elvis and Word of the Crawdads thing, I wasn't expecting that movie or either of those movies to be going for as long as they have. So that yeah. is pretty Craw- impressive, Crawdads. and you should try and get those. Yeah, Crawdads yeah. already passed 3X in as many weeks mm-hmm. from its opening, which yeah. is awesome. No, I, I, they play to that older adult demographic that we were really afraid is not going out. Now, they are going out, but they're going out for more safe commercial titles. They're not going out for the art house picks no, the indie picks right. the they're they're going out for something they've heard is good the value is there and then and they want to see it and so you think this weekend is going to be down with mac and rita bodies 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 and fall yes sounds so, like a winner well, to me <laughs> what we're seeing now is we're entering the territory of the small print counts yes so yeah. all there are new movies coming out but <laughs> they are so limited in their availability that it just, it's like, is this even going to be a blip on the radar at all? And I'm going to say it, to open a movie called Fall, not in September or October, <laughs> huge mistake. 
<laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> it's not hard here. I mean, it's it's in the title, guys. Don't worry. I'm going to get it off the break in, in September, so it, I'm positioning it perfect. You're doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're doing the right thing. Really doing the Lord's work, Cody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just do what I can for the theaters. <laughs> you kind of fell into that one. I did. at first it was a pity laugh for me and i was like oh wait no that's a pun (laughs) i get that one (laughs) so that's kind of yeah i'm just gonna take it week by week hopefully i don't have another monday like this week that sucked a lot and i stress ate the rest of the week to get over it (laughs) so we gotta get over that yeah we've got three topics left let's do a business crazy business sandwich here unfortunately yeah. <laughs> we're not going to be fun today i don't want to start i don't want to start with the crazy or end with the crazy but let's let's kind of sandwich it in between our two more serious topics okay um well let's start with disney that has been making the news all week they had a shareholders call investors call and um they came out with a few big takeaways um for me i they were talking about their streaming platform and Basically, the domestic market, the U.S. North American market, is tapped. And I think we all kind of know that. I mean, everybody has pretty much a Prime account, a Netflix account, a Disney Plus account. Like, they're, like it's tapped. They've and, been around long enough to where someone has heard of it and, yeah. and or has it. And I think this does not bode well for the lesser um, streaming services if if uh, Disney is is tapped and starting to increase their they're starting to see an increase in their churn rate which is their dropping of the subscriptions um I mean how's Peacock ever going to survive in this environment <laughs> Not- uh, it's going to survive with international soccer <laughs> I mean yeah. that's one of the few things that yeah. that in hockey I think it has they also have wrestling oh yeah they have uh boxing wrestling WWE those wrestling yeah so <laughs> They got their money on lock. Yeah, yeah. The, the real oiled up kind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the domestic market is tapped. Um, a lot of subscribers have more than one subscription. And in an economic strain, which is, it's really surprising. There is so much chatter about a recession happening in the next year. At, at least a significant economic downturn that everybody is kind of bracing for. I mean, we're really seeing that in the tech industry with layoffs. Like they're laying off. 20% of their workforces. Yeah. And, and so there's this expectation of this, of this downturn coming up. And is that going to, you know, put a strain on this number of subscriptions? Who's going to lose out on this? Are they going to add any more? Um, you know, what kind of content goes on to it to keep, to keep subscribers, I think are all questions that are going to reflect on the movie theaters. Well, you know how Disney's handling this as a, a company when it comes to people out and about, like at their physical, um, Walt Disneyland parks. Yeah, raising prices from one forty nine to one sixty four yeah. <laughs> per park per day mm-hmm. wow. per person. Wow! So they're raising prices. Yes, to handle this, they are. HBO Max via Warner Brothers via Discovery mm-hmm. is cutting costs and raising prices and raising prices. Yeah, it's basically the end of um, the cheap entertainment era, whereas they're just trying to get subscriber growth is over. Now they want to really squeeze those subscribers for revenue. Now it's about increasing revenue per subscriber on that. And and so what they're trying to do is 
is split into a, you know, a higher tier, more expensive subscription and then a lower tier ad supported subscription, which is interesting because, um, the ad supported tier, you know, that so many more people now stream their content. They, there's more eyeballs on the streaming. So now they're going to go out to companies and sell ads, but it's, but it's going to be super targeted ads because they have so much household data now from the streaming. There's this idea that they're going to sell ads, but they're going to promote only Disney products. They're not going to actually sell ads. Right. It's going to be a J- Disney channel doesn't sell anything other than Disney on their mm-hmm. channel. Mm-hmm. When we watched that with our kids, there was no other products. It was just like, this is Disney world. This is on later. This yeah. is buy this Mickey bounce house. Like it, it's just a self serving interest. And that's mm-hmm. what it's going to do. I mean, hopefully it's going to promote the theatrical experience some by yeah. showing previews of films when they have a, a dedicated audience that's in Disney's world. Right. And then like, here's the next movie we have coming. But I see this more as promotion for the parks, promotion for merchandise, promotion for their streaming well, product. apparently, if you watch Hulu, I, I agree with you on the Disney Plus platform, but if you watch Hulu, it's all going to be like medical ads like you have this weird off strange disease we have a pill for that it's true they have those (laughs) it's so it's like the only kind of ad they have it's ridiculous it's like this is neutral still like we're not getting too political if we do these you know dermatitis (laughs) medicine ads they're not the same as the classic life alert commercials but they're about on brand do not take Lavoxaquil yeah. if allergic to Lavoxaquil. Yeah. Or death. How do, you, how do you find that out? How do you know if you're allergic to one medication that exists that's hey, there, brand new? There's got to be tests out there, right? We hope just that it's tested. just take it and die, and they're like, see, told you, you were allergic to Lavoxaquil. Yeah. How did you not know that? <laughs> I don't know. How, how can I? Yeah, no, I mean, Disney... Um, Disney via Hulu, ESPN, they have to sell ads. They can't just promote their own thing all the time. Right, so they will have ads. But Disney is so multifaceted and so kid-heavy that you have to promote those things. Family and kid-heavy. It would be a waste of time to promote anyone else because you're not getting that benefit. Even if it, you know, it's cash on hand, but, you know, all the horse trading, the writing off of things, Mm -hmm. it's it's a much better model for them. I mean, they've used it forever since they've had Disney Channel. So I think... Um, how how maybe theaters fit into this kind of narrative is even in that investors call they talked about theatrical being an important revenue stream like they are committed to theatrical they know it brings value and they know that their churn rates you know won't be as affected if they have a, if they have content of value on there and you get that by having movies go through movie theaters and it creates um cultural awareness it just it adds more to it however i'm just concerned about you know if we go into a recession and they pull back production budgets and stuff or you know their their whole content plan is relies so heavily on certain franchises like you build the world now of your franchise so the star wars world or the or the marvel world or the dc world like they're just like we build worlds around everything but if you have six tv shows of star wars before you ever ever make another star wars movie does that and you've over exploited the supply side of it and that decreases the demand when it finally does go to theaters 
what does that mean for the theater? What can the theater expect? Like, are we still going to pay the same terms when we're not getting billion dollar movies anymore? Are we going to pay the same terms when we don't get the marketing because the marketing budgets now are split between theatrical and and streaming? I just, I feel like these are really big questions and I'm not sure if the market can correct this. Like historically, I don't think that we've really got market forces haven't got to play in the, in this industry that we have because it's so different and kind of convoluted and you're showing somebody else's product and Mm -hmm. it's tough. But I mean, those are, I feel really serious questions that if, especially if we have an economic downturn, will you stop being so negative? (laughs) We have avatar. We have puss in boots. We have top gun Mavericks coming. I'm talking about this year. I'm talking about Aquaman in the the next couple of years. This long, long, long range forecasting here. Pause of Fury Two: The Return. We have <laughs> so many, so many films upcoming. You know, yes, there's going to be a downturn. But even in 2008, 2009, with the Great Recession, we did not see a massive drop in theater attendance. Right. Because people need to escape the horribleness. During World War II, theater numbers were up across the world. Right. Because people needed some escapism. So. We are here to drown out the bleakness. That's true. With our high resolution projection. I, I was on I was on a conference call and they were talking about how the an economic downturn could uh, affect the cinema industry, and I wanted to be like, you know, in every recession so far, the cinema industry has been fine because it's still a very valuable, like, cost effective enter- entertainment solution. And the big thing is outside of the home. During the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl. They added color to film <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and had, and released Wizard of Oz, which is one of the, like, adjusted for inflation, one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. Now that I've heard that out loud, that's actually wild. Like, during the Great Depression, yeah, they, they were spending made money movie- on technology and made movies in color. Like, during one of the worst times in history, something, well, not something great came out of it, but something happened at the same time that ended up being really great for right. cinema and escapism. So, I don't know, you saying that out loud just was like, holy crap, No, and I amazing. think cinemas will survive this. That's what I was saying. I think they'll survive. And, yeah, it's <laughs> going to be tougher this go-around because streaming is now a, a cheap competitor for entertainment, but it's entertainment in the home, and you can only stand to be locked in that house, as we know from the pandemic, for so long before you need to do a form of entertainment outside. And you're probably not going to be going to amusement parks with $165 entry fees, and you're probably not going out to dining where they can't get servers and everything super expensive. So I feel like movies are still a great option and a great experience for that. Yeah. Um, this is crazy. I'm looking at the numbers right now for uh-huh. the annual box offices. 2009 was the highest box office year on record up to that point. And it was the highest until 2015. <laughs> I mean, that was a winter of despair for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I think it was like three or four million families lost their houses. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the biggest year for the next five years of movie going attendance. And five five years, that's impressive. Bring streaming it on. hadn't been a thing Bring it yet. On. Yeah, you can't watch streaming if you don't have a house, right? Like you could still go always go to the movie theater. You yeah. can't spell a little dark, incredi- but yes. <laughs> you can't spell incredible ticket sales without recession. <laughs> incredible ticket. Let's not think about it too much. <laughs> yeah, let's but not think about it too much. <laughs> that's a bit too many letters. Um, yeah, so there you have it, folks. So yeah, more 
domestic market tapped out. From so, Ken Greenspan. So yeah. if the domestic market's tapped out and they're not adding anything, is this like is this going to be our new normal now? Is this the new normal of of our indu- of our industry? Are cine- are we finally like okay, they got all the streaming they're going to get, and then this is the this is the reality of where the profit is and and all that. So and now they know they still need us. I I mean I feel like we're in a good place. I'm I'm pretty like hopeful that we're you know moving forward in a really good place the doomsayers haven't been correct yet on that yeah we're definitely in a good place um but there's always something that will come next and the status quo will try and be changed but i'm not concerned about it especially since we've come out of this um pandemic not fully but at least where you know we can go out to businesses and theaters and whatnot and seems like we've been able to prove that theaters are still um a need for audiences to have their escape like said we they are the hearts of communities they really are they're yes. one of the la- last few places where you know a, a diverse nation can come together where fractured nations can still come together and enjoy yeah. enjoy the same entertainment definitely well, looking at the yearly numbers too we just passed 2021 for total gross <gasps> So we are We're doing good and we have avatar sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is definitely going to help. Yeah. No, I mean, this is, this is all good news like this. Right. It's a genuine upward swing where 2021, we had no idea. No, <laughs> we had no idea if that was going to be the thing. We talked right. a good talk. We did, talk <laughs> we, good we did what we had to do, <laughs> but that is, that we is said what we had to say. That That's is right. crazy in hindsight. Cause we probably started feeling the most comfortable maybe when no time to die came out or at the very least uh when spider-man came out and that was in well, december yeah. and yeah. now we're in the middle and that's the only reason that that like number this. is what it is yeah yes. is because of spider-man yes. Spider-Man. Yes. i mean it was massive. 490 well, spider-man and top gun combined mm-hmm. the bulk of their well, earnings in the same year with i mean just well it wasn't the billion. bulk of spider-man's earnings it opened to two hundred. Okay. it Sorry. opened to 250 million yeah. right out of like what what was the total though 600 totals yeah 600 so it didn't open at christmas that's only like a week a few weeks before christmas it did 572 million out of 804 million yeah i'm just saying so it did 60 percent no (laughs) it's more than half yeah way more than half no not good with the alphabet but the numbers speak for itself (laughs) (laughs) but i mean without without that being said we've had so many hundred million dollar openings right. this year comparatively it's yes. not even not even close no it's been it's been really good and we're going to keep continuing this trend even if we have i just think we're going to see higher not higher highs than what we've seen but we'll see mm-hmm. really good highs and i'm just concerned that we haven't felt out where what product actually still works in theaters all the way how to like sort it sure so that's why we're seeing just a really low low this month and we'll we'll get there we'll get there back um you don't yeah. think Mac and Rita starring Diane Lane is going to blow the box office apart? <laughs> I thought it was Diane Keaton. I think it's Diane Keaton. I don't know. I mean, one they all, those, they all blur together after a while. Diane's. <laughs> Diane Keaton. No, I don't think it's going to blow anything away. <laughs> I think it, it, it looks cute. And <laughs> I think the Crawdads audience, if they're looking for something different, might be yeah. interested in that. And that's why I booked it in a lot of places. But um, I don't think you're going to see a real blip until maybe Beast. Uh, that's super um, Dragon Ball. Or, sorry, Dragon Ball Super. Let's, let, 
Cody, do well. let's see. What is the title? Let's let's Dragon read. Ball Super Super some um I can't remember the rest. She of got it. four of the five words. She got close. Yeah, I know that it's weird. It's Dragon Ball Super colon Super something, and then I couldn't remember what the rest. Dragon was. Ball Super Superhero. Superhero. <laughs> okay, <that's my> <laughs> <laughs> you got to add the extra at <laughs> the <laughs> end. <laughs> I want to call it Super Broly. Like I don't know why that's so stuck in my head. I think the last well, that one was, was the last that. one. Yeah, yeah that's so why. I think yeah. I'm just blurring them all together. But I think that one's gonna surprise people and do really well. And okay. then. 3,000 years of Lonnie, and I'm a little worried that it's too upscale for most markets, so I think it'll have its place, but yeah. Um, let's see. What else is... Oh, Invitation. Now, I think Invitation <laughs> didn't look too bad, and I got I was pretty kind of excited for it, and I'm hearing that it might have a really friendly PG-13 rating. Like, well, it hasn't officially been rated yet, but at a PG-13 rating... Oh man, that'd be that'd be great because that's like a perfect teenager movie, and yeah. that's who would be going at this time. But we're hearing I hope about it's a good one. We're hearing about yeah. limited print counts, which lowers your box office yeah. potential. Yeah. It does. I mean, they're Sony's definitely not going wide with that. They're pulling back. It's just the time of year. I get yeah. it. Um, but you know, we've had other PG thirteen horror films come out at this time, and they've played not huge. They weren't huge grocers, but they were consistent, and that was good. And it played, you know, six to eight weeks, and that got you through until like the October stuff, where then you got the big grosses and you're ready yeah. for something new. Well, let's get into the roast beef and Swiss on this crazy Ooh. sandwich. Before we do that, oh. though, I do want to say, in case of people are listening to the podcast, but they do want to chime in. Our podcast is on YouTube. Just search for Off the Break Podcast. You should be able to find us. And leave in the comments section uh, some of your thoughts or some of your opinions because we want to hear back from especially those who work in the theater industry that are running the theaters, what they have to think about um, what we just talked about when it comes to Disney and how it relates to the theatrical experience. Yeah, that's www.theletteruttoooobe. Dot com. <laughs> you can't miss it. YouTube-y? Also, don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to that. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes. What is our next topic? Okay. Um, so speaking of franchises and exploitation, um, poor <laughs> Warner Brothers is going through a heck of a time with their Flash movie. On, their own fault. On the one <laughs> hand, they have great test screenings. There's no way the new CEO is, is going to scrap this movie. He was pretty pretty positive it's getting good stuff they're bringing michael keaton back as batman 30 years later he said, like he, yes he said there's no way they're scrapping this movie and then, and then. <laughs> <laughs> so i just want to put lead with a positive tone first and then their star of the movie who is in pretty much every single scene and multiple character roles i hear yeah is just gone off the deep end just Crazy train. Yeah. Into um, Looney this, Town. This happened all the way back in 2020, where I believe he might have been in like Iceland or Poland and drunkenly Iceland. attacked a girl. Um, and then we were like, ah, oh, that's not good. But hopefully, we're in a that's, pandemic. Let's just forget about it. Everybody's going yeah, crazy. It, everyone's going crazy. Hopefully, we can move past this. Still not great to do, obviously, yeah. but hopefully, we can move past this. And then more stuff kept coming out about Ezra Miller from things such as being arrested in Hawaii for second degree assault to apparently being accused of grooming young children uh, all the way back from like 2016. Oh, and he might also have a cult in Iceland? Question mark. Yeah, it was. Um, his behavior was cult like in and, and there was a, gathering people around him. A burglary in Vermont. Yeah, yeah. All he the just way in May broke into some abandoned probably somebody's second home and stole a bunch of ex- 
expensive liquor but of course yeah like still alcohol it wasn't like of course they have cameras it's an expensive second home like you're not gonna have cameras all over that place like and of all the things that you can't afford alcohol yeah it's it's like the joker in the dark Knight, but it's like a bunch of shitty misdemeanors yeah Yeah. (laughs) well they're felonies now because of the because you know it was expensive stuff he took if he is getting hit with a felony yeah yeah but it's like this like what is the the end game plan here? Like how do you how do you control Gotham at the end of this? Right. <laughs> imagine eventually he's going to take over like a nail salon on South Third Street. Imagine <laughs> Ezra Miller and then multiply them, and that's Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> I just I feel so bad. So yeah, I mean obviously he was on a run of having terrible terrible mental health and making crazy decisions. Yeah. And, and it's not so much that currently he's doing that in this time frame, but that the, his actions have caught up with him and it's created this narrative now, this like crazy negative narrative. And he's like he's getting so close to being canceled that it's like, what does Warner Brothers do with their $200 million movie? And everybody's looking at the studio like, are you still going to put this out? Are you going to address it at all? Or yeah, are you gonna- <laughs> like what, why? I don't know why they need to go to somebody's boss and be like, hey, get your guy in line. Like this kid obviously has issues and send them to a mental hospital, give them therapists so or just, something. So I think that they have a couple options with this. Obviously I think if the movie was bad, that this would be a different, <laughs> different topic, but, but they have faith in it. They have faith in it. They think it's going to be really good. So they're holding out, they're holding out to see what happens. Now, if he gets help, I think everybody likes a, a redemption story. So that might all work itself out. If he doesn't get help, I don't, you know, what do they, what do they do with it? I don't, I don't think that they can just, you know, trash it. I think. Well, you can't put two 90 plus million dollar films on the shelf in one year. I cannot imagine what that, that would, would do to the creative community, let alone well, just the, the creative yeah. community, but your bottom they're line. always worried about shareholders and stock price. Yeah. And you would think that right. if Batgirl didn't affect it like this. It, with this, no controversies in it. Yeah. It was just, just apparently wasn't good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and this is not us like speculating. Like uh, um, outlets are coming out saying that Warner Bros. is considering three options to give Ezra the choice to get help and then possibly be part of the marketing in some sort of small capacity. Or if they don't decide to get help, then they'll move on with the publicity, release the movie in theaters um, without Ezra at all in the marketing. Right. Or the third option is... They it. possibly do scrap this movie. Yeah, I do have a fourth wild card option that hasn't been considered Ooh. yet. Yeah, which is where Jason Momoa legally changes his name to Ezra Miller mm-hmm. and does all the promotion as Jason Momoa, renamed <laughs> as, Ezra Miller, just with yeah. a wig. No, 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 <laughs> no, exactly the same. Okay, no different at all. And it's starring Ezra Miller. Well, his name also happens to be Ezra Miller. And they just ignore the fact that it's obviously not him in the movie. Right. They're like, oh, he really slimmed down. <laughs> just, just shorter, like, slimmed is, down. This is strange. Yeah. But I, if, I, and I everybody guess... knows, like everybody going knows that Ezra, crazy Ezra Miller is over here. And yeah. this is buff Polynesian <laughs> Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. And then he can change his name back after the fact, but we all know what's going on. Like everybody knows what's happening in the tent. 
but we go anyway. God, I don't actually hate that idea. I know. It would change the conversation. The initial so conversation would be, this person is crazy. Should we go see this crazy person in this movie? Yeah. To, man, that's so funny that they just pretended as other guys as well. Come on, yeah. let's go see it's this movie. It's not outside the realm. It'd be one of those pop culture things. How? Like, remember in 2022? <laughs> yeah. When... when Jason Momoa claimed he was Ezra Miller. I don't know. With all the conspiracy <laughs> theories and QAnon now, I think there's a whole huge audience that would believe that something happened. Like that is Ezra they Miller. They hit him away this whole time. You don't hide it at all. You right. just you do let it. You, you lean let into the, it. You lean into it and you let the narrative like be created on its own. Mm-hmm. You just threw like a little rock in the pond and then you let the shimmers go where they may. I don't hate this. Yeah. Darn it, that might actually make me see this movie. It's a wild card. I don't know why they haven't asked us. It literally doesn't change the product, but it changes the narrative around it. I mean, marketing's a little stale anyway. It's like, oh, the commercial for the movie, and uh, oh, we need to be serious in giving only good things to say about the movie. Lean into it. Make a joke out of it in some way. Get him on board. Pay him a couple extra mil. Jason Momoa, named Jason Momoa, is hot, but... Ezra Miller is kind of like sexier, yeah, sexier name maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jason's a regular name. What's an Ezra? <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, and this is just for me. Mm-hmm. He grows a mustache, so you're not sure if it's Jason Momoa or not. Just a big bushy one. Oh yeah, Tom yeah. Selleck. Tom Selleck. <laughs> just a caterpillar on the upper lip, and yeah. you're like. That everything about that guy, including every single one of the tattoos, looks like Jason Momoa. What if he but... cut his hair short like he used to back in the day, like in his Baywatch days? What if he had that short hair? In no, that... Baywatch. Uh, Cody, we're not going to take away all of his power here, okay? okay? Fine. <laughs> Let the he guy is... keep the gorgeous locks. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, are, lose are 100 they... pounds of muscle, Jason Momoa. Yeah, but being everything? so buff and muscular. <laughs> I'm okay. sick of you like this. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, can you just wear more clothes, please? <laughs> Get out of here. He can be shirtless too. Totally fine. Do you fine. think that they're going to take, uh, right now I feel like they're taking the death on the Nile approach. Like we just won't, we just won't engage with this until we decide what happens down the road. Yeah, that's why they pushed the it back a year. Cost $200 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I do think that that also suffered. Like I think Disney was right to not make that a big deal, but they also, I think they suffered because they didn't know how to promote it in general. And it was, coming out of the pandemic i just saw that there's going to be a documentary i think on amazon like about army hammer and the hammer family and i'm yeah. like who cares about this I, would like, rather, I know he was in the headlines but who really cares? i would rather watch a documentary on mc hammer yeah. than army hammer yeah <laughs> Let the you gotta guy, think like his a, life is way more interesting than army hammer yeah. i'm when handsome he, and i'm gonna be in movies and my family has money yeah hmm. at least with mc hammer you could be like how much money did you blow <laughs> On parachute pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, who cares about Army Hammer now? Okay. All right. Out of the the fun, crazy roast beef, back to the rye toast. What do we got? Cody? No. I think we're done. I, we were just going to oh, talk okay. Disney and... Open face sandwich today, yeah. folks. <laughs> <laughs> ran, yes. out, week... ran out of bread at the end of the Let pack. Let the weekend be the gravy on top. <laughs> what kind of an, sandwich are we dealing with? Open face sandwich open with face... gravy. <laughs> Aren't most open face sandwiches have gravy on top? Gravy is like the secret third. They part. do now. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. That's the podcast, folks. You're welcome. Welcome to August. <laughs> We're taking next week off. We are. Yes. yes. We're all going to be traveling and 
we'll be taking next week off and then we're going to hit it hard on the end of August and then we'll sum up how August went for all of us. <laughs> so maybe we won't miss much. Yeah. <laughs> but you never Still know. better than August 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> we'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.